humbled by that. Thank you very much. Uh, all the the fun I've had with Jed from the pulpit, I really didn't know what to expect when he came up here. So, um, uh, But as I've shared with you before, that gift, uh, the, any type of recognition I, I receive, um, if you really know who I am, you know it has nothing to do with me. It has to do with my Savior and has to do with your obedience to what God has been doing here. Uh, and I, I do think it's an appropriate... Um, thing that this was recognized, because it, it's it really, it's not about, about me. In fact, I have been invited uh, to share uh, our story over the last, from the last few years uh, tonight at our association's annual meeting. If you're new to the Baptist tradition, uh, you know, there's no governing authority over any Baptist church. Uh, we are all autonomous. Uh, the membership comes together and discern God's will and, and can call a pastor, fire a pastor, make decisions on how we do things. And it's an amazing legacy that we have here. I think 1873, I think, is when this church uh, was founded. Um, but, uh, you know, there's, an, uh, there's a national convention where we contribute money for missions uh, around the world and, and seminaries and so forth. There's a state convention. And then there's a local association of other Baptist churches like ours that have the same biblical beliefs that we have. And we support each other. We do mission work. We've done missions together. We've done evangelism projects together from our church through that association. Uh, but the churches across this country, but even especially in our association, are going through a crisis. It's a crisis that's been coming on for quite a while. And uh, I've been invited to go and preach this evening uh, to, to share our story, but also I hope to, uh, to motivate and to encourage these churches to really focus on the Word of God and how we do church, okay? Uh, there's practices, there's traditions that are important, but if they're not rooted in Scripture, and if we change them, and as long as they don't violate Scripture, it's okay. It is okay. There's no sacred cows, because there's, I got all these kids at the front, Okay? And scattered out here, it's something frightening. There is a chance that there will hardly be a footprint of the church of Jesus Christ in this nation by the time their grandkids are adults. Really, it, that, 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 is a, that is a reality that's coming. I mean, I, I've shared some of this, but I want to share it again. I'm going to be, I want to be brief this morning in my addressing of you because we are going to take the Lord's Supper and receive this precious gift the symbol of our salvation. Uh, we're going to do it at the end of the service. But, but I've shared before that the oldest generation in our church are the builders um, that are still alive today, between, born between 1901 and the late 1920s. Uh, there's, there's just a few still a part of our congregation, but over 75% of that generation were Christians in this country. They claim to be followers of Christ. The youngest uh, adult generation, and I just confirmed it this week, and it kind of had gummit. Uh, I'm a part of it. Uh, you know, born between 1980 and the early 2000s, I was born in 1980, the millennial generation. Less than 15% of that generation are Christians, claim to be Christians. And it does not mean that that 15% of that demographic are Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-preaching missional people. It just means they affiliate with a Christian faith. That number is actually quite smaller, I believe. And, and, and if we continue to trend, that number will get smaller and smaller and smaller. 
the previous pastor uh, that was at this church, his name is Chad Barnett. He's a member of River of Life uh, Church here, an active member of that church. Uh, whenever he call, was called to the First Baptist Church of Mason, probably 10 years ago, he came from Paint Rock Baptist Church, okay, a little, little rural, ch- rural church. Uh, that church is closing its doors this month. They're no longer going to exist. Now, guys, I just want you to know there's something amazing that we are a part of, and it's not just the First Baptist Church of Mason. It's the church of Jesus Christ. And, and, and we are going to talk about the universal church for a bit, but we are going to talk about the local church. It's in Scripture. It's biblical. I'm going to show you in a bit. But we have to be the church. It's critical that, that we don't just go through the motions here and treat this organization and what this is like we treat other organizations. That's what the whole focus of this study is. And, and you know, as we've gone through it, I'm thinking, you know, I don't, I don't really know exactly why the Lord led us to do it because God has changed the attitude and, man, some amazing outcomes have happened in this church the last five years. I've only been here four. This started before I came. Um, but I think one of the outcomes needs to be that we can influence and affect and help other churches around us, that we can send these children out as adults into other churches with a biblical kingdom mindset that churches don't have to be the way of the culture. Churches go the way of the word of God and, and of, of his kingdom and his purposes. And so as we dive into the text, I, I just want to ask for your prayers uh, for this evening as I preach. Um, and then also I covet your prayers even now as we get into God's word. Let's pray. Father, we just want to say thank you, Father. Lord God, thank you, Father, for moving in our days. Father, I do want to pray, Father, for the churches in our land, Father, Lord, that, that maybe are having doubts that you still move today as you did in the days of old, Father. As we sang these songs, God, Father, I just ask, God, you would move, Father. Not, I know a, a great general prayer that I know I prayed, Father, with this church to move across this land, but, God, just to move in individual churches, Father, to show your power and your presence. Father, God, numbers do matter as long as uh, you're counted in the number. Father, there's so many that are not counted as your children. And we know, Father, the outcome of their life, whether it seems positive or negative on the earth, God. The outcome, Father, is not in a relationship and a presence with you. Father, would you move and encourage churches? Would you continue to keep us healthy and focused on serving you, Lord Jesus, and serving other people? To not make church about our own preferences or desires, God. Lord, let us be completely moldable and shapeable according to your power and your spirit and your word, Father, in our homes, and our own personal life, but, Father, especially here at this church. Lord, let our calendars, Lord, let our routines, let our pocketbooks, Father, be molded around not this institution, the First Baptist Church of Mason, but, Lord God, what you want to accomplish in us through this local church. Father, we just just want to celebrate you, Father. Thank you for what you've done here. But, Lord, lead us now, we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Real quick, so next week, Dr. Tom Howe will be here in, in Connection Groups. For old schoolers, we call that, that was Sunday school in Life Connection Groups to teach us how to do one verse evangelism. And then he's going to preach in the service. I'm excited about that. And then the following week, we're going to start a new series. I'm going to get back to my routine. For our guests, I typically don't preach through a series like this from a book that someone wrote. I'm, 
Though it's, it's very biblical, it's very good. We're going to move into the Old Testament and start going through the patriarchs. I'm really looking forward to getting back there. Uh, that's the next two weeks. That's what it will be like. But today is our final sermon uh, on uh, I am a church member. I hope it's been a blessing to you. But the, the final topic is I will treasure church membership as a gift. We're going we're gonna to be all over the place in just the next 10 minutes, and then we're going to have the Lord's Supper as far as exactly where the text is leading. But, but I, I just, I just want to skip over some of my prepared introduction just, just to say this, just to say this, to get our minds right as we get ready to talk about the gift of salvation and the gift of church membership. Uh, we understand we have a choice to make when it comes to God. We also have a choice to make when it comes to being a part of a church. The choice we make when it comes to God uh, is that God is just going to be a part of our lives, uh, that, that you know, we will give him room and we will give him reign if it's convenient and if it doesn't affect me too much, or we will be all in and follow him completely and wholly and, and completely. You know, I, I remember what Jesus said about Pharisees. He says, you are whitewashed tombs. You look pretty and shiny on the outside, but on the inside you stink of death. If you're going to just be a religious person, are you going to be committed to Christ? When it comes to the church, we, we have the same idea. Either we are going to understand it's a gift from God, and we are going to find our place in it and serve joyfully and, and center our actions and our routines and our family around it, uh, or it's just going to be a little part that fits in the box. Uh, You've got to make a decision. And, and, I, and, and I, I hope as we have been going through Scripture over the last six weeks that, that you have been convinced from Scripture that it is a gift from God and, and that it is biblical to, to be a part of a local body of believers. Okay, and we know there's a lot of different types of churches and uh, we're going to, you know, we have a meeting next Sunday after church to talk about the distinctives of our church if you want to join it. But the main point is we have got to be a part of the church if we want to see God move and change this dire emergency that's happening across our land. And it will happen in Mason, Texas. Just give it time. There might be relics of traditional uh, denominational churches in 100 years from now the Lord Terry's coming back. Uh, but I, I'm just convinced if we are not sincere and serious, things are going to get dark very quickly in our culture. They already are. They already are. We know that. We see it. But I've seen something so much better. So much better. So you'll have the mentality that church is either like a, a country club membership where uh, it's all about being served, where you go and you have the expectation the pastor needs to feed us. Uh, that's why we're here. I expect a certain style of music, a certain length of sermon. Don't deviate or change or boy, I'm out of here. Uh, we have to have programs and ministries that fit all of my needs and don't ask me to serve. And if you do ask me, I might grudgingly say yes or I might complain and say, well, I've already done it. I've already served my time. And it's, by golly, I'm, it's not my season anymore. Or you will pray and be sincere and understand that no matter what, being a part of a church is about serving Christ and serving others, not about your own preferences. You have to make that decision. I believe with all of my heart uh, that being a part of a church is a gift. It is a beautiful gift, just like salvation is a gift. I remember being a very, not, not too young of a boy, but I know I was seven years old. I was seven years old. I was sitting in the office uh, of Emmanuel Baptist Church in San Angelo, Texas. Dr. By, Dr. Byron Orand uh, was there 
in that office and he was sitting there talking to myself and my older brother and he began to explain this free gift of salvation. I I remember it as if it was yesterday, though it was a long, long time ago. It feels like 32 years ago. He explained in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. He explained in Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. He explained in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, he made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God. Christ did all of that. Therefore, Acts 3.19, repent and turn back so that your sins may be wiped out and have the same understanding in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, for you are saved by grace through faith. And this is not from yourself, it is God's gift, not from works so that no one can boast. It's a precious gift given to me that I received that day. And, 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 and as I've, you know, I open that gift, the full ramifications and all that it means has become more and more and more clear in my life and my walk with Christ uh, to the point that, man, I, I'm convinced my entire life is about serving the king and his kingdom. That's, that's what it's all about. I am an introvert. I, I, I don't always like being around big groups of people. But I am just convinced that God has a plan for my life and he's called me to do something. And so I'm going to be wholeheartedly committed to God. That's the idea, though, of being a part of a church. And you're not, not everyone's a part of it. We've talked about this before. did an in-depth series in 2 Corinthians 12. I won't read the scripture 27 to 28, but we see whenever we receive this gift of salvation, we're promised gifts of the Spirit to equip us to do his work. But it's all about a gift. A gift is to be treasured. A a gift is to be anticipated. And a gift is to be enjoyed. Do you enjoy your faith family? Do you enjoy your salvation? Or is it just a compartment of your life? And and, and if you're saying, I don't really understand how to really treasure it like the description here. I want you to know, I want to talk to you about it. Because it's the greatest experience of my life to be a part of God's kingdom and serving in that way. But, but salvation is a gift. This church is a gift. Being a part of his kingdom is a gift. Now I'm going to talk about another point quickly. There are two different ideas about what it means to be a part of the church. Uh, there's the universal church. And there's the local church. Just to kind of give you some, some history and a, a lesson here, the word Catholic means universal, Okay. Uh, I believe in the universal church, little c, little universal church that is gathering, okay? And and I do, you can find evidence in scripture when it talks about the universal church. It's all believers everywhere, but it is not mutually exclusive with the local church. And I'm going to show you some evidence here. We are called to be a part of the church, but I believe that we are to be a part of the local church, not just a part of the kingdom, you know, of God that's gathering. It'll all be gathered someday at the marriage feast of the Lamb in heaven, and I'm going to be there. And I hope every one of you are there, okay? But we, we are called to treasure the local church and be a part of the local church. How do I, how do, you know, j- j- just some quick evidence about, you know, why do I think that the local church is important, especially if you're thinking in your mind, well, I am a part of the church, uh, because I'm a Christian and I'm a part of Christians everywhere, uh, so that, that that's that's that this is how this applies to me. You think about the New Testament. I mean, we we find you know that how do we know what we believe? It's in the Word of God. It's right here. 
You know, and, and I've talked to people, and I've sat down and, and really tried to convince people uh, that think that, that, that being a part of a local church, coming to, a, you know, being a part of, you know, sitting under God's word and being a part of connection groups and ministry and all that is not necessary. I have heard it so many times that I can worship Jesus the right way on the lake, okay, on Sunday morning fishing. I wish you could, because I'd, I'd like to do that. I bought a boat, and I kind of wish I hadn't, because I hadn't hardly ever used it in the last last two months, you know. Someone told me that would happen. But, um, but guys, I, I am convinced, I am convinced that it's about the local church. Here's what, here's what I know. Let, let me just, whenever we, we claim Scripture as being the basis of our faith and what we believe about God, in the New Testament, here are the number, here are the, I'm going to read off the local churches that are mentioned in the New Testament. It's not just talking about the universal church. Paul specifically and the other authors of the New Testament are talking and sending letters and, and addressing individual churches all around and their individual issues. Uh, the, the church at Antioch, Poseidon, the church at Antioch, Syria, Athens, church at Babylon, the church at Berea, the church at Caesarea, uh, the, the church at Centria, uh, Colossae, Corinth, Crete, uh, Cyrene, Damascus, Derby, Ephesus, uh, Hierapolis, I can't even hardly say that, Iconium, Jerusalem, Joppa. Lacedonia, Lydia, Lystra, Pergam, Philadelphia, Philippi, uh, Putulai, that's really hard in Italy, Rome, Sardis, uh, Sharon, Smyrna, uh, Tarsus, Thessalonica, Thyatira, and Troas. Those were just, those were, those were 33 quick searches that I did in the Bible to find individual churches whenever we see references in Scripture to the church. I, I just I just think it's an lame excuse to not to say that you know I'm a part of the church without being committed to the local church because I I think it's in scripture it's not because I'm a preacher okay we we have a lot of people here there's a lot of great things going on here and and I want to be honest with you um, you know our church does not need more members to do the work we're doing it'd be nice but God wants you plugged in to His kingdom. And, and, it, and it's in the local church. And so I, I just cannot get away from that fact. And I want you to have this gift. I want you to experience the fellowship and the ministry. I want you to experience the amazing thing that the church of Jesus Christ is. So, you know, it's a gift. Church membership is a gift. And, and, and you have to either receive the gift with true appreciation or you just look at it flippantly. Have, has anybody ever, like, uh, you know, given a really nice gift to somebody and they just just don't like it and don't care for it and, like, hey, you got a receipt for that? Has that ever happened to any of you before? <laughs> it really makes you feel bad, doesn't it? Guys, just imagine what God has done. What God has done here. And he, he's offered you a place of service in his kingdom. He's offered you a faith family to be connected to something that is, that is divine, that is eternal. I, I'm going to be worshiping with you guys for eternity. And we're going to be sharing experiences with King Jesus. He's like, I know, I, I know, I'm, I'm, and I know all things. But yeah, let's keep talking about it. It's fun. We're going to do that together. Guys, and the prayer, the Lord's prayer, the Lord's kingdom come. It's here. It's now. Be a part of it. You remember the story, a couple of disciples' mom went to Jesus and said that, you know, they said, Jesus, in your kingdom, uh, we want, my, my boys, you know, I want them to sit on each side of you. Um, 
And, and Jesus said, I don't think you know what you're asking. But then he, he responded to all the disciples because they were all kind of annoyed uh, that these disciples' mom was kind of intervening and trying to get some favor with Jesus. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 20, 26 and 28, he says, it must not be like that among you. On the contrary, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to become first among you must become your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to serve, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Here is the final uh, commitment in this series. I am a church member. I'm sorry I don't have it up on the screen. But this is the final commitment in this series. And just allow me to make this commitment before you. And if you agree with me, um, you can just agree between yourself and God. But I am a church member. This membership is a gift. When I received the free gift of salvation through Jesus Christ, I became a part of the body of Christ. I soon thereafter identified with a local body and I was baptized. And now I am humbled and honored to serve and to love others in our church. I pray that I will never take my membership for granted, but see it as a gift and an opportunity to serve others and to be a part of something much greater than any one person or member. Let's pray. Father, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for all that you have given me. Father, um, Lord, you have given me salvation. You have given me purpose. You have given me meaning. Father, I don't always understand, um, Lord, how to apply, Lord, the circumstances of my life to this kingdom. Lord, struggles and troubles still lurk even in my life. But, Father, your spirit is always present to, direct, to, to guide me in your word. But you've given me this faith family, my brothers and sisters in Christ to come alongside and to help direct me. God, I just want to pray for anyone that's here today. Lord, that first and foremost does not have a relationship with you. God, would you please give them that gift this morning? Lord, I know you've probably been offering it many times. But Lord God, today might they receive it, please? But Lord, for those that have received it, Father, I just pray, Lord, that you would help them understand your place in the kingdom. Father, I pray, God, that you would, Lord, let them openly receive salvation and also the gift of being a part of your body. Thank you for this amazing gift.